Check this out. My kids have <coughs> gone to grandma and grandpa's house in New York. All right. And uh, don't make no more babies. I, I just <laughs> told them. Don't, don't make no more, don't don't make no more babies, whole, bro. The whole East Coast is melting, motherfucker. This is out of God damn. So my daughter and I, prior to her going, my youngest, right? All right. We were watching something on Netflix called Fresh Fried and Crispy. It's a food show. This dude who started a YouTube oh, channel, God. it blew up. They gave him a Netflix show. So we're sitting here and we're watching, we're watching this show. And I had to have a conversation with her today about how to keep her word. Because she mm-hmm. promised me that she would not watch this show oh, without shit. me. And she gets to grandma and grandpa's place oh, and starts watching the show. And this is what messed me up. This guy. Before she, when she was leaving, I said, listen, you bug me all the time, come into my room, lay in my bed, and we sit here and we watch this show. The last thing I need from you is to go somewhere else and enjoy this show with someone else. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> He put this type of guilt trip and manipulation. So much pressure. So much pressure. After the conversation we just had about parenting. Contradiction much? The kettle is black as a motherfucker. I told her So you can't be enjoying the show with somebody else, okay? She said, no, I understand. I said, look me in my eyes and tell me you understand. And she said, yes, daddy, I understand. Oh, so I said, okay. So we went, shut the hell up. <laughs> so we dropped them off on Saturday. And that's a whole nother fucking thing. I'll tell you about that goddamn trip. That was uh, <laughs> quick, quick, si- quick side note before I finish. Didn't know my car was having fucking overheating problems. We left. Whoa. Our house at the time at seven thirty in the morning. Guess what time we finally arrived in New York? In New York, Omaha, at my uh, in-laws' door. What time? Six oh fucking clock in the Why? We had six because there was get there three hours. Dude, there was traffic everywhere, and sitting in the traffic caused the car to overheat, so we had to stop and sit and wait and let that bitch cool down. It took us literally until six o'clock to get to their front doorstep. It was a whole fucking ordeal. Needless to say, we ended up having to get the car fixed in New York, so it's it's good now. But that trip, you don't know how long you really love, how much you really love your family until you come find, fuck being in the house during pandemic, sitting in a car with motherfuckers for all that time. On the turnpike, no less. Nigga. On the turnpike, boy, where it's like, you can just get hypnotized sitting there. 
So I'm, my daughter's there now in New York with grandma and grandpa, and she we're talking on the phone on FaceTime or whatever. And she says, oh, guess what? One of the episodes from Fresh and Crispy, they go to Baltimore, and there's this place, and I think it'd be nice for us to go. And I said, hold up. My mental Rolodex starts flipping around. I was like, I don't remember us watching an episode where he went to Baltimore. This guy. And she said, this motherfucker is she, 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 she's like, she says, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I said, so that means you've been watching the show without me? She said, yes. I said, who have you been watching it with? I said, uh, with nobody. I said, don't lie to me. Who have you been watching with? Uh, it's just me and, and Kaya Day and, and, and Grandma and Grandpa. I said, <laughs> everybody. The whole family done betrayed it. Everybody, lady. pretty much. <laughs> the whole family done oh, betrayed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, you think you can I said you're going to have just consequences to this. You're going to have to deal Dude. with it when you get back. Oh, gosh. Daddy's <laughs> little girl to the fullest, boy. My guy. And then she, she, calls, she talks to my mom. I mean, not my mom. She calls, she calls my wife and she says, this is like the next day. She says, Tell daddy that I'm sorry for watching the show without it. <laughs> your wife should have kicked your ass for that. For real. For real. Trauma- traumatizes them damn kids. I right know, now. man. Hey, you your asses up. I know each of you dealt with some bullshit. No, like no, no. Like, no. Nah, my, little, my little princess won't do that to me. No, we don't do that. We don't do <laughs> that, bro. I don't, listen, I don't put that on my family. That wait for me to watch a show shit. I think that's a setup. That's a little crazy shit. I ain't doing that with my wife. Listen, no, listen. no, listen. You better, you better watch it. Watch it when you can, because I'm gonna watch it when I can. Okay, man. Look, I just lie. You can't lie because you know you don't catch it up, and it has a little marker on it saying that it's been watched. I will never forget. My I wife mean, got oh, mad at because yeah. I watched Game of Thrones and went through like one of the seasons without her. She said, "Oh, so you already saw this." I said, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Let's watch it together. And then she gets there and sh- she has to rewind. She says, why the fuck am I rewinding an episode that we should have watched together? I was like, because I'm a, because I'm a lying rat bastard. That's why. Phil, you know, I blamed it on you, right? Of course, <laughs> I, was like, of I, I had to watch it for the blurred verse. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old days and shit. Oh my God. <laughs> This I guy. said she wanted the DDT feel that night. Like, she's just this motherfucker here, boy. Watching all this shit. No bullshit. You gotta review everything. Man, I can't El, you are not a fucking angel. We know you full of that bullshit. Uh, uh, me and my wife don't watch the same shit. Thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, she would just be pissed off. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm not waiting. You died, so, uh, you <laughs> if I start if I start snowfall with you, you go to hold me to these lofty expectations is not gonna work out. <laughs> yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? Yeah. What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the incredible in the black podcast. <clears throat> and in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who actually have a little bit of movie etiquette in themselves they know something but i'm your host big O, mr in the black himself but you know of course i can never do this alone let me introduce the rest of the executive producers on this on this production crush say what's up what's good everybody 
Elgin with his lying ass. Say what's up. Because <laughs> we know you full of that bullshit. I'm, All right. I'm listen, ask, my wife, ask, she going to tell you. She was like, that motherfucker don't care. That's a cold-hearted motherfucker right there. Listen. <laughs> He love us, but he don't like us all the time. So, what's <laughs> good, family? No doubt. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure that you smash that thumbs up button, hit that red subscribe button as well, so that you don't miss out on the next videos. Cool. All He's of that cool. is free because we know you motherfuckers hate giving up money. So at least you can do that. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Cheap bastards. Cheap motherfuckers. At least you could do that. And of course, you can follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, and on Instagram. But of course, before we jump into everything, L, please tell these good folks how they can become part of the family if they want to do that, man. First off, we're going to start off with Fuck Bill Cosby. Let's start off there. <laughs> let's, let's start off with. But anyway, you can head on over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com. <laughs> Oh, no. In the right-hand corner, you can click the Become Family tab. And on that tab, man, there's a number of things you can do. We are currently updating our swag. We are creating new designs and putting some new things forward. Listen, I, I, it's, it's coming, family. Just hold on. You, you ain't going to have to keep looking at the upside-down king shirt, so it's it's, it's okay. <laughs> you know, there's some, some shit coming. You know, we're going to add some new names to the fist. You know, it's, it's, it's still killing us. The refresh is on the way. The refresh, the refresh is on the way. But you can always get one of them hot, informed, intelligent T-shirts, man. Them joints is funky fresh, man, and they last long. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and you can also click, man. You can send us cash out. All right. Uh, dollar sign in the black PDCST. Another way to donate to what we're building here. But one of the things we're encouraging more of you rap bastards to do is to become a member of our Patreon. They're on the Patreon. There are a number of tiers. There's a number of things. I mean, just click the damn link, man, and go over there and check it out and see what the hell's going on. I mean, shit. Uh, y'all, I mean, you, 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 you get extra benefits from being a Patreon. You, you, you know, it's like giving your wife a, a Mother's Day card on Mother's Day. You get extra benefits. You know, <laughs> you, know you get some extra. You know, shit. Try, try it. <laughs> Man. You cannot help but be an asshole on every damn. Room. <sighs> Just assume, you, know, you know what to expect. You know. Shit. Now, with that out of the way, we're going to jump into actually one of the biggest stories of the week. The oh, yeah. NCAA has actually relaxed their uh, regulations, allowing student athletes to now get paid for their likeness. It has become a firestorm in terms of the conversations that are being had right now. You're seeing a lot of people showing their true colors with this coming out as of late. But I think that it's extremely interesting because this is a battle that has had picked up steam within the past 10 years. It's a question that has always been on the tips of people's tongues for a very, very long time. And I know that the NCAA did not go down without a fight. So essentially what has happened is this. Since the doors to a new era of college sports officially opened on Thursday, because the decision was made yesterday, Wednesday, for the first time 
All NCAA athletes are now able to make money from a wide variety of business ventures without losing their eligibility. And that's one of the most important parts. Hmm. A mixture of state laws and NCAA rule changes have removed prohibitions that prevented athletes from selling the rights to their names, images, and likenesses. The transformative shift comes after more than a decade of legal, politi legal political, and public pressure <clears throat> to give athletes access to a bigger piece of the billion dollars, billion dollars generated by college sports each year. Now, I want to make sure that we are aware that we clarify this is not the NCAA doing this altruistically. No. And it wasn't even necessarily um, that they had come to their proper mind. And I, I use that loosely because they ultimately got on the right side of history and so on. But right, right, there right. were over a dozen lawsuits that were set to take force, take place next week that would have forced the NCAA to essentially pay their athletes and not pay them, but to pay them as employees of their universities. Catch mm -hmm. that one more time. It would have forced them a dozen states, over a dozen <clears throat> states, that would have ultimately forced the NCAA to recognize these student athletes as employees of their universities. They would have had mm -hmm. to pay them. They would have had mm -hmm. to, not only and had if they pay. had to pay them. Offer them benefits. There we are. So what they did was by law number 12, which holds the, the meat of this uh, prohibition, they have now relaxed it. Uh, the word that they use, that the board uses, that they will not be enforcing it. So essentially what that means is that each student athlete now has the ability to promote, Hire, to be a uh, spokesperson. They can do autographs now, get, excuse me, get paid for it. They can do a whole host of other things mm -hmm. and it will not jeopardize their scholarships or their eligibility and their amateur status, their amateur status. And, and it also still allows these colleges to keep them as non employees, which is good. We'll, we'll dive into that. Uh, I mean, from what, the NCAA uh, standpoint, go ahead. Okay. What, what, when you heard the news, what, I see L, uh, Crush, you got a question. Go ahead, dude. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I didn't want I, I mean, I did it. My main question, I guess, is that, you know, I've heard these kinds of phrases before where they will simply choose not to enforce the law, but the law still exists. Hmm. There's a little, uh, yes, but there's a little bit of a distinction here because if they intend to enforce the law, then the NCAA opens them up to legal suits for someone to fight against that employee status. So this mm -hmm. is not something NCAA is going to try to enforce or, you know, mm -hmm. do some slick shit with because right. at the end of the day, mm -hmm. they this is a situation where they're ultimately losing or have the potential to losing. But if they would actually fight this, oh, no, it's, it's a rat form. I think they, okay. I think they fucked right. as it is, but right. uh, I was just curious about that aspect. No, no, no. I don't think that's. I, they, I think they'd be before. foolish to do that. Yeah, I don't think that right. would be wise at all. Right. I think one of the biggest aspects of this is that it now gives a lot of student athletes, regardless of what tier of athlete they are, an opportunity <sighs> to make money and to survive on campus. <clears throat> because when we think about student athletes. Most times we think about 
the power for sports. So baseball, basketball, mm-hmm. football. You you, mm-hmm. but, they, they, but this is for all sports. Right. For and all the just, stars, for all the stars, from all the sports. I mean, track and not field. just and not just the, at the top level. We're talking about D1. <laughs> We're talking about D1 all the way down to JUCO. Sure. Yeah. I have an the, opportunity to make if some you, money. If you're, if you're dope, if you're really dope and you're making money for you're bringing prestige, then you should get a check. What's that think about, about it too. Now, think about it. We live in an age of social media social where your media. brand is extremely yeah. So you could be a JUCO athlete and find some way to matriculate your status into making this bread. And I had an opportunity, and I'm glad that I did. My sister-in-law played college basketball throughout her entirety. One of my younger brothers played college football throughout his entirety. And I asked him, so what did you guys think about the moves? And both of them to a T were talking about how this opportunity to make money for these lower level athletes, just to be able to put money on their books so they can eat. He said, I've seen many an athlete that you're not able to play on your next game because you haven't been able to eat for the past three days. Mm -hmm. See, hear that again. These athletes that they're going to school, they're doing all of the stuff that the student aspect of the student athlete does. Then they have to go and perform at At a high level, at a at a high level, and they're not able to do so because they're not able to feed because they're not able to feed themselves. Sure, and the NCAA makes billions upon billions of dollars off of these athletes yeah. out of all the sports. When you just begin to think about how much money the NCAA men's final four makes. And that's where a lot of these players have their breakouts. It's in the final four, in this round of 64. Yep. Imagine the opportunity to be able make to make money during the final four, during this tournament, I think even on a local level, because I think we're thinking national, we're thinking these players making it big. But at these smaller colleges in these little states, for you to be a star player on the basketball team, you can have sponsorships at the local car dealership. My, my guy. And, and you know, and uh, another cut these cats can get, get cut of, and maybe it's no no coincidence that – um. What's them call it? Uh, EA decided to relaunch NCAA basketball. Hmm. I don't think I don't think it's a coincidence yeah. at all. I think because they, knew, in the they knew they knew what was coming. They knew yeah. that people wanted it. And now yeah. that now these cosplayers, like who gets on that cover? Whoever gets on that cover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever makes it on, on onto the game. Yeah. Now they have to negotiate. Now these players have to get lawyers to negotiate with EA. Yeah. So that's one of the things. That's one of the things. saying, no, you can't put me in there unless I get a portion. Imagine one of these star players. No, no, no. no, 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 Boy, they were doing that before. You know, they stopped the games, but what they were doing before, they were still putting the athletes on, but a portion of that money was going to the schools. The schools and NCAA. But not now. But now. But now I'm just like so. You can't EA, use my likeness in there. Now EA, EA can't approach the school. A, EA can't. EA doesn't have to approach the school. They have to approach the players. Wow. I always thought that that okay. Wow. The, though I I don't agree with That's it. That's a great game. I don't agree with the fact that they don't allow that they are not allowing the students or making the students employees of the schools because mm-hmm. I think that it makes for a more robust 
um, benefit for the students, not just oh, yeah. for them getting money, but also, Definitely. hey, you're you're making this money for the school. You go out in the terms of you actually doing what you, you're doing, your job for the school, you get injured. At that point, the school, to a degree, can say they don't have to pay for your medical bills. Yeah, they can. This is insane. I... I, I I would want for them to become employees of the school to be able to get those sorts of benefits. So that's yes. where I stand on that. Yeah. yeah. But benefits, at the same yeah. time, do you know how how big of a deal it is that even if you are JUCO, to say that you're going to get sponsored by Joe Pizza in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. even if it's that he's just going to give you free pizza for the rest mm-hmm. of your life, or maybe a couple hundred dollars for a cardboard that he's going to mm-hmm. put in your yeah. put in his store view, like that that's. That's, That's huge major, for a lot of these kids, man. And in a way, it may actually, you know, at least for the kids that may be more motivated to be more altruistic with their, with their, uh, their, uh, their recognition, um, the school won't be in the way if they yeah. want to do more. If they want to do more things with their fame, yeah. you know, they, the school will get in the way, and suddenly, <laughs> they're, suddenly they're on, they're part of the uh, university's nonprofit and some shit. The mm-hmm. only the only downside I see, you guys tell me if I'm tripping or not, but the only downside that I see about the schools making them employees is that if it opens up the door for them to make money off of their own likeness and their own name, which I've always thought was crazy that it's you, your person, your individual self that you could make money from being you. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. That um, how the school is going to tie themselves to that student athlete to keep them from doing certain things. Oh yeah. Cause a lot yeah. of these kids, and we've we've joked about this on the show before. We know what OnlyFans is about, but we also yeah. know there are folks on OnlyFans that, <coughs> that are doing, doing non-sexual you know, things. Yeah, they don't sure. are not in sex work, right? Yeah. Sure. But let's say that they say they want to do an OnlyFans though. And the school's like, nah, we know what that platform's about. You can't do that because you're an employee yeah. of the school. Or conduct, yeah, code of conduct. Yeah, right. code of all those other things that, that levy into it. It's mm-hmm. it's a big bag that's going to be open right now. It seems like a lot of a lot of old school college advocates seem to be sour as fuck about this. A lot of I'm old sure school, would be. a lot of old school white yeah. white white people are angry about this. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Do you think that they can? I heard Keyshawn Johnson saying something early today where he went to USC about three years ago and they were selling a sweet package for boosters for people to buy tickets. Mm. The suite has his name on it. So it's like mm. the Keyshawn Johnson suite. And this is three years ago and he's not getting paid for that. They're using mm. his name. Do you think that the NCAA owes reparations and that's going to be a theme for the show? Owes mm-hmm. reparations to those athletes whose likenesses they've been making money off of. Yes. Fuck, fuck yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. And they can get it. And should get it. I think I think it'd be a hell of a fight for yeah, them to try to get it. I think I but I think if I'm Keyshawn and I got the money to fight. I mean, if I'm, I, I'm, I'm fighting just, sure. if I just to pave the, the, the way for those behind me coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I mean if they have the, the right IP lawyer. And um, you know the evidence is clear. And I think they'll be able to gather that evidence with no problem. And I think um, the the, the component too that we got to remember too is as much as this will benefit student athletes, 
it ain't a whole lot of superstar student athletes out there. Facts. So, the majority they don't make it to the next level. So, but you do have those who this will be an opportunity, even on a local regional level. So I think that's one of the components that I'm really excited about. But I don't think it's going to be anybody signing with Jordan Brand or no shit like that. But shit, signing with the local Ford dealership to have a there, vehicle to be able to drive around campus for yep, the four years? There, there, there will be. I mean, there will, there, there will be a cottage industry of sports agents. Right. As it should be. I mean, there, I mean, it should hopefully inspire some black owned sports agencies to step up there to, you know, to guide some young kids the right way, you know, Bro, put, to be a, to, to have a personal gym in a local college town where yeah. I can sponsor yeah. now to have yeah. a fucking average exactly. workout in my gym yeah. to bring people. Well, the, yeah. the creativity that yeah. you can do. You can do a lot if you have the right vision. Yeah. You know, and, and now there's no one in the way, you know, shit. But the NCAA is a monster, so let's not sit back and think that they're not going to have some sort of response. <laughs> and that's what well, I, mean, I was telling somebody that early today. I said, I think that this is just the – and I, maybe we're giving them too much credit because they've been able to fight this off for how many donkey years, and maybe this is really the, the walls falling down. I mean, but yeah. when usually – multi-billion dollar organizations have the last laugh because they've already seen the writing on the wall and they planned ahead and planned accordingly, to be very honest with you. Because like I said, I want to make sure we stress this again. The rules have not been rescinded. They are just now not being enforced. And at this point, my anticipation is that they're going to let this current athletic season go by and then they're going to retailer the rules in a way that doesn't end up having them holding the bag. All right. One more thing before we move on to our next subject. And this is another argument for making these students employees, at least in my view. Uh, what's my man's name? Nick Saban, who's the coach for the Tide, right? Mm-hmm. He is the That's highest. He's, he's the highest paid state employee. Yes. He makes he 10 million. I want to say that one more time. $10 million a year. Off of the backs of 90 some odd, 60 some odd kids playing football. And 70% of those are black kids. Say that one more time. 70% of those are black kids. Dabo Sweeney, who has been the most vocal about not paying student athletes because they're already getting a free college tuition. A white conservative evangelical. Yes. Let's, let's, let's not forget that. Who's the coach at Clemson makes $9 million a year. And he's also one of the highest, if not the highest paid uh, state employees. So just think about that anytime some kid like my my sister-in-law who would and I didn't understand it at the time. I thought she was just being a jerk, right? No, a jerk, but you know what I'm saying, being young and and frivolous or whatever. Would call and be like, "Hey, you know, I need drop me 25 on my books so I can get some food." <sighs> All right. Listen, I and the end it. There's going to be a lot of white sports people coming out against this and you're going to have a number of (laughs) 
black people. Yeah, we're just going to move on. But this this has a lot to do with many people viewing sports with a plantation like yeah, yeah. perspective. Of course, they, 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 they own right about that. This is your opportunity to be a star. So why do you have to think right about you that? You ain't got a whole lot of black coaches, you, right? <laughs> plenty Not, of black uh, uh, directors of sports. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, man, it's. Get that money, young fella. Get yeah, that money, young lady. I don't, I don't even watch college sports, especially college football and basketball, specifically because of that element. I I don't really watch too much, too many amateur sports. The only amateur yeah. sports I watch are bo- uh, only only amateur sport I will watch is boxing or mixed martial arts, yeah. combat sports. Uh-huh. But to watch college football or college basketball, I can't do it just because, like I said, that it just feels icky. This makes it feel less icky. But it felt icky to see these kids out there getting hurt in many instances. A lot of these kids get hurt, and you never hear from them, never see them again. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And even if they didn't have aspirations necessarily to go to the next level, these are life situations that they have to deal with mm-hmm. afterwards. And, and in a lot of cases, it's on – Um, there's a documentary that ESPN did, the 60 for 60 or 30 for 30, whatever they call it. And they talked about how these athletes go broke and so on and so forth. And they also talked to student athletes and how leaving college, they're left with this these these piles of debt because they had these surgeries and they just Damn, say, hey, hey, we can't fix you to get you back on the field to do what you need to do. Okay, I, I guess we'll we'll make it so that you can at least walk and then you'll deal with the rest on your own. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. All right, crush. What's up, man? Oh man, actually, I would rather actually cover L's drink since mine was a little actually related to it. But um, that's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. go ahead uh. Listen, man, and we'll just ahead. follow up with yours afterwards. Yeah, okay. sure. Uh, going in the same theme. Uh, oh, mentioned reparations. <laughs> This is my fucker. Uh, BET. These billionaire black folks, boy, burn my high. Uh, BET founder Robert Johnson calls for $14 trillion of reparations for slavery. Now is the time to go big to keep America from dividing into two separate and unequal societies, Robert Johnson said in a CNBC interview on Monday. Johnson also said reparations would send a signal that white Americans acknowledge damage that are owed for the unequal playing field created by slavery in decades since. The wealth divide and police brutality against blacks are at the heart of protests that have erupted across the nation following the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck Ralph Johnson. Uh, anyway, so another billionaire. This is a this is a theme here lately. We've seen this from uh, one of the greatest or the biggest thieves and exploiters of our culture, Sean Diddy Combs, who has come out on numerous occasions and said, you know, called for, and again, he's a pioneer in the field also, so I will give him some his flowers for that, but he's a thief also. Uh, but he's called for reparations. Rob Johnson has called for reparations. Byron Allen has called. All these rich billionaire cats are calling for reparations for us. And it's just blowing my mind that they don't have the analysis to actually push for this type of thing. Because, again, 
I am one who advocates and believes in reparations. I don't think reparations is ever going to be given to us in a form of a check for a, a, a one big reason. There's never been a time in history where the people who had all the power willingly gave up some of their power to the people that they get their power from to make that group of people equal to them. That's just an illogical fucking thought process. I don't see that ever happening. But to see Rob Johnson get up on TV and to continue to push this type of, of stuff, I just find it incredibly fascinating. I, I found it fascinating that he waited until now to start mm. making this argument about reparations mm. because he was a staunch supporter. And this is not because he's a Republican or voted for uh, Trump, yeah. but he supported a man that was a staunch advocate, excuse me, a staunch uh, anti-reparations advocate in Donald Trump. That he Hopefully said there's no way, that there was no, no need for reparations. No. And you supported someone that didn't want reparations, and now you're waiting for trying to push this this the onus of it on Joe Biden. I mean, I, I can get it. But at the same time, I don't understand how you can vote support someone that doesn't believe in reparations and then push the onus on a Democrat and the same Democrats that you've already said that black people have gotten no benefit from voting for. So if you want to push this message or push for reparations, like it seems like he's just serving lip service at this point, at least in my instance. What about you, Crush? Yeah, it does feel performative. I'm not sure, you know, for whom he's performing. Um, but, uh, you know, the points he was trying to make, you know, you know, sounded salient from one side, but on the other end, he recommended uh, every black billionaire be in administer rep reparations for Black America. Uh, himself, Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, da, 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 and that they also need to be paid reparations as well because they uh, know how to manage money well. Yeah, you know, manage money well. <laughs> you know, um, see, my, my my thing is, brother. You, you know, we just don't. We, we, I mean, just just get down to basics, man. We just don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason to. There is no reason to trust Bob Johnson. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason to do that. Yeah. And and you know, and I, I don't know, you know, what 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 what, what skew uh, self a skewed sense of self-awareness he's living off of to make these statements. Um, but the timing, I guess, I guess it has to be about timing. You know, it's, it's, it's more, I mean, there's something else in the air going on. That he's 74 years old. That's the yeah, question. That, that he can what take is, advantage where, where of. Where's he coming from? He's 74. Yeah, I mean, he's about to die. So he wants to try to write, <laughs> to write things with his soul. You trying to beat the clock. You trying to beat the clock. <laughs> <laughs> Like he knows he's on some rat bastard shit, so now he's trying to he fix it TV before he dies. Yeah, like, hey, he knows he'll do some bullshit. So hey, I'm about to go. So let me get a clear slate and push for the Negroes, even though I can die in a gold plated casket. I'll be all right. But I mean, yeah. and, and then the part of the article that ex that they explained that oh, uh, you know, uh, you know, reparations is kind of going on right now with you know these different programs for far black farmers and stuff and. I'm like, yeah. But no, you see, uh, in each one of these instances that they named in terms of like these community ideas, these possibilities stuff, of reparations and stuff. The so they can end, be perceived as reparations. The end, the end goal, money's received. That's what it all boils down to. Money's Money. received is minuscule. Mm -hmm. Bro, it does, it's minuscule. not even it's 25%. not even a drop in the bucket. 
But you got these white motherfuckers out here, man, mad at a fucking theory. These motherfuckers is out <laughs> mad at a theory. theory. And fulfilling the theory, though, at the same time. No, like, yeah, they're fulfilling it to the fullest. And then they're, they're actually adding on to the theory. Yeah, they are they're adding on to it. And they're adding pages to the theory. You think these motherfuckers are going to give you reparations and they can't even agree on a fucking no, theory? theory? I will never forget. I was listening to NPR the other day and they were actually breaking down the the plight of the black sharecropper and oh, how man. these programs have been elevated to try oh. and support these black sharecroppers and how they were already promised monies years and years and years ago and every single time it fell apart it fell apart for one reason or the other it fell apart we know what the, the main reasons are but yeah, sure. for every reason it fell apart now you have the administration in the wake of George Floyd trying to push trying to really put the, their foot on the throttle to try and get these monies out the door to these black sharecroppers. And as soon as they announced it, what it became there? a talking point across all of conservative and Republican media that they're giving black people money just because they're black. <laughs> Even though we have the historical evidence to prove why they were already owed the money. Not because they were black, but they were already owed the money because it was money's promised. Man, listen, when you start hearing the stories about some of the shit that black farmers had to endure, some of the treachery, mm. but that you, it again, is one of those stories that we don't hear a lot about. We don't hear a lot about farmers. We don't hear a lot about the number of black farmers that we've had over generations and how that number has dwindled, not because of a lack of desire for black folks to be participating in farmers. Swindled out of land. It's because they were swindled out of land. All of those things, my God. America's yeah. been on fuck shit, white terrorism. Like, yo, it is. Yeah. 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 I know it's a fictional show, but another good show to watch that kind of delves into that whole sharecropper perspective is uh, Queen Sugar, I think it's called. Especially the first couple of seasons, man. The first couple of seasons. Yeah. Was that first I've been, I've been the first watched season. that for a long time. My yeah. wife watches it, and I sit down and I catch a couple it's of okay. episodes with them. And yeah, they, it's, it's, okay. it's not bad, but the story mm -hmm. around that whole sharecropping thing and yeah. how mm -hmm. there are, how it seems as though this the system and particular groups of people are out against this family to keep them from owning the land that they, the most that they already own they already to take is the probably one of the most compelling parts yeah. of that whole story now, that, that kept me watching that kept me watching now yeah. i want to make sure that our our listeners also understand that america does not have a problem with paying reparations america has a problem with paying reparations for slavery. Right. And we want to make sure that you understand that. Hmm. America has given reparations to Native Americans, belated payment for unjustly seized land. And not they, enough. No, let's enough. make sure, let's reiterate that. Not enough. Not <laughs> enough. Nope. Nope. They've given reparations to Native Hawaiians mm -hmm. also because they yep. went over to Hawaii and seized their land and, made, and pretty much did away with a whole generation of people to and make Hawaii the biggest biggest tourist spots ever there actually is a movement right now in hawaii to secede and try and get their land back because they said they're, they they're, they're their they own they're their own indigenous people and didn't need or want the united states to come they over had and no them. need for for america to come over there yep and the japanese 
Yep, they did the Japanese internment camps. They were given monies and reparations. They gave reparations to, for the Tuskegee experiment. Mm-hmm. They've also given monies, for many people don't know, after slavery was ended, they gave monies to former mm-hmm. slave owners mm-hmm. to pay them the losses the that they would have so lost property for lost letting property. their property go. So America paid white slave masters for slaving black folks, but won't give black folks reparations for being slaves to the white slave masters that they gave reparations to. Oh, and, yeah. and don't forget, you can't talk about that story because that's critical sounds race like theory. Yeah, 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 You're yeah, going yeah, to be sorry. indoctrinating kids and yeah, yeah. white children I mean, to hate themselves. Sounds like the biggest blackest chunk of guilt just <laughs> sitting in their gut. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. I mean, the guilt is so, it's like, you know, you could build a whole nation with it. And I didn't learn about the Japanese internment camps, man, until I got out of high school. Really? Like, that wasn't something, that wasn't something that we learned about. And what I learned about that shit, I was like, hold on, time out. Y'all gave these people money? <laughs> you get, mm-hmm. you get, that, that, of course, in my ignorant ass, that was the first thing I said. Not the fact that they were in internment camps. It was right, like, right, right. y'all gave them money for this? money? Oh yeah, they was in camps and shit. Okay, that's they're fine now. But you gave them money. money? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, hold on. And I can get you know, five dollars. I mean, damn. I don't like the narrative that a lot of these, including people like Bob Johnson, also peddle. Even though he wants these reparations, he's also peddling this note, uh, this notion that these programs are also reparations. Yeah, because yeah. those. That type of thinking, that type of narrative leads to the conversations that you hear people say, well, you guys are all right. You got affirmative action. You guys got the George Floyd bill. You guys got X, Y, and Z. Why do you need reparations? You guys are all right. Now, slavery was a long time ago. Civil rights already. I mean, you guys can vote. Why do you need reparations? And it builds on to that argument. Instead of just saying that money due is money owed and you need to pay the people that are being owed the money. If you know that it, this is the, this is the thing. When you have this conversation, you have people say that slavery is America's original sin. And how do you atone for that original sin? Yeah. If you know that you stole billions, well, excuse me, according on, on a generous, on a more conservative note, if you know that you've, sp- you've stolen up to $27 trillion from a certain people, you can't. We, we can barely get an apology from folks, and you don't. You think this money owed? My guy, I I, I don't get it. But you got. I want y'all to pay attention to something. You're seeing more and more of it in the news. During the midst of the uprising and the rebellions that were taking place, there was a push for DEI offices and programs across the country, mm-hmm. diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those spots, black folks were getting pushed into these particular offices and positions. So these a number of new jobs are being created. But I've seen a number of stories here lately that with the the new fervor and uh, you know people being adamant, white people being adamant against critical race theory, they're calling for these jobs and these programs to be disavowed and removed. And there's been a number of cases where black folks have lost their jobs because wow. white people are now. But before they were okay, they wanted these programs. But now that you're actually going to be teaching the truth. 
these rap bastards is like, no, okay, not only do we not want you to play critical race theory, we don't want y'all talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion at all. Fuck it, we ain't talking about race. Uh, you know, happy 4th of July. The guilt will kill them. The guilt will kill us all. Okay, let's Man. let's roll let's roll into let's roll into uh, slow slinging and flower bringing. Let's <laughs> let's let's roll into uh into Crush's topic. So right. we're going to say that rep- from Bob Johnson talking <laughs> about reparations to talking about these individual cities yeah. and municipalities that are taking upon to, themselves taking upon themselves to try and offer up some form of reparations. Do you think that that's the way to go? No, no. I mean, there. I mean, the, the the desire to, you know, take the step towards national policy is noble, but not not realistic. You know, and and, and plus, you're dealing with a problem on a scale that it can't be contained within one one municipality. Nope. I mean, while the 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 intention is noble, it's not realistic. It's not gonna. I don't think it's going to. I don't think there will be enough movement. On, on the on, on the local scale to to spur national policy like this, um, and I would much rather see these states and cities and shit like that instead of you know giving black folks chump change, p- create policy that pushes it to a federal level. Take that money and go the other direction and tell black folks, hey, listen, I, I mean, I can give you thirty five dollars. Or I can take this thirty-five dollars and we go and create some actual policy to push for federal legislation, not HR forty bullshit, but mm-hmm. actually pushing for federal regulation. I would rather them take that money and do that than to give out these peanuts, man. Because just and then again, in many cases, this is a one-time payment for people. So the distinction between what they're doing and what reparations is, reparations would be everybody gets a lump sum it depends on which model you're thinking of but what these folks is doing i mean it's i'm not going to say it's performative i i I won't be disparaging in that capacity i just think they can take their efforts and go a different way and be more impactful i mean i mean some of these cities i was surprised like austin yeah you know and uh in los angeles austin austin is you know, you know, it is Asheville, a progressive ass city. Yeah, Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina, with the two point one million uh, for uh, community reparations fund. Nice. I, I think part yeah. of the part of the dealemma that we're going to be facing now is we start piecemealing these reparation projects. Yeah, is that it's going to be harder and harder. At least on a national level. Well, it's going to be harder for us to track it. It's already hard enough mm. to try and get the, get us to have a good understanding of what's going on with H uh, with HR forty. I mean, I know that L's not really a big fan of H HR forty, no, but at the I same mean, time, I mean, it's yeah, it's for studies. I mean, it's it's a start. It's the only thing like it's for proposals. I mean, at this point, like the fact that we <laughs> you see, he's giving, giving a committee for a committee for proposals. The fact that we're even having this reparations talk and that this talk about reparations is on a national level shows you the impact that HR 40 had, because this wasn't this was not on a national scale until HR 40 was proposed on a national level. I'm not talking about in the backwoods and then you see it on page six in The Washington Post. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about on the front page of every national newspaper that people were talking about HR 40. It's a damn Mm -hmm. shame that now you see HR 40, you see ban critical race theory but i mean that's a i mean you get what i'm saying but i think it's it's a start again i i 
I'm all for starts. I just don't think starts should be celebrated. I don't think okay, starts should be fair. celebrated. And, you know, my biggest bone of contention with HR 40 is the fact that it's a study to see if black folks deserve reparations for slavery. Hold on. I thought that it was a study to, to calculate the number. Yeah, to calculate the numbers, not to say the deserving portion. The big part of it, John Conyers, rest his soul, rest in power, John Conyers, is to study that. That's the big piece to see. So you have to be able to study whether or not they deserve it in order to study the component of how much they would actually get. Interesting. But listen, I... I did not know that. I honestly thought that it was about the calculation, tabulation of how much it would cost. Because I think that's... I mean, study to see whether or not slaves deserve money. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of bullshit is that? God bless America, bro. Boy, he's right. No, no, no. no. You are not going to. You're not going to get academics to determine whether or not slave. Bro, listen. You're not going. Pay me to do that shit. And this is where the class I'll, I'll, analysis I'll, I'll, comes I'll in. that paper in two days, yo. There's a lot of black folks, shit. man, who Jesus don't believe Christ, that we serious? should get reparations. There's a lot of black folks. Serious? A lot of black folks who are against reparations. Fuck them. For those folks that fuck are uh, black folks that are against reparations, what are the arguments that you've been hearing? Oh, I, don't the biggest, my, I don't surround the biggest, myself with such well, I, I, no, no, you know, I don't fuck with these folks. But the biggest part is that they say that black people would not do what they needed to do with the money. That black folks are just going to go out and we're going to blow it is the number one argument that we're going to give it right back. And my argument is always, so the fuck what? So what? If I get paid for the work that I do at my damn job and I take that damn check and I go down to the strip club and throw nickels at all those hoes. That's my thing. reaction, this judgment, this automatic judgment of what black people would do with the money. I mean, that has nothing, that is completely besides the point. No. Then I'd right to judge what these white people do with the money that I give them. Yeah. But do you understand? Like, so, instead so, of no, doing that, we should do? get land, we should oh. get college, we should get, you know, all, all these I know things. is, all I, know is like, all I know is my debt would vanish. You know what I'm saying? My debt would completely vanish. What? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what there do you know, something you're holding to nobody? I am for a debt jubilee. That's that's what my that's where I'm at. Repar- I, you know, I don't want to, I, that check would be great, but I want debt jubilee. I want all of my fucking debt. Zero. Okay. In the black. I, I, want, I, I want to become this show's title in the black. <laughs> imagine what, that would, imagine what that would do for black America if oh black folks across the country. Debt free black America is debt that's free. That's terrifying. What, that's okay, terrifying. so that's what I'm saying. That's you terrifying. know that there are these different proposals to work on or to try and sweeten or bring folks over to the idea of reparations. So you can say, okay, we know that white folks don't want to give you $27 trillion to black people. How about we make it so that every black person in America does not pay federal or state income tax? Is that sufficient? Fuck no. So you wouldn't, you don't like that idea at all? I don't like that idea at all. Absolutely not. Why? You're keeping all of your, not keeping all of your. Okay, so now we got to start talking about 
how much money black America is actually making. When we talk about living wages, that's where that class analysis comes in. You have to think about the poor people, the poor black folks, the working class poor folks. That wouldn't be a huge chunk of change for us in that capacity. So again, it would be something helpful, but I think oftentimes these proposals are nothing more than how can we make reparations more palatable for white people to swallow? Mm, true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But universal health care, like all these things that are directly affecting black folks everyday life. It would benefit black people in the long run. Quality, right? quality, quality, I mean, major quality of life improvements. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm all for it, but all this, you know, performative service and lip service, you know, and all this uh, you know, study. You have a bunch of you have a bunch of upper middle class, incredibly wealthy, rich black people who don't live in the hood, ain't been in the hood in a number of years, don't do shit in the hood, sitting up making decisions for motherfuckers in the hood that are not directly connected to people in the hood. Yeah. And that's why I said that class analysis is so important because yeah. many of the people who are anti, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who's poor who's anti-reparations. Yeah. Everybody who's anti-reparations is either middle class or you know, are higher. And their reasoning is always an anti-black sediment that we just don't know what the fuck to do with our money. We're just going to waste it on Jordan and Jays anyway. Like, well, Why do what? you care? Why do you care? Why do you care? I think that's one of the reasons why, and just to take it back to the previous topic, that's one of the reasons why hearing Bob Johnson talk about reparations rubs me the wrong way. If it was, maybe it'd be more palatable for me if it came from somebody else, but not with the history that not Bob his Johnson history. has. It just seems very unusual. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read his book. He <clears throat> he wrote a book called The Race Trap. And yeah. he's basically, back in 2000, he wrote this book. And it's a book essentially about how, as a black person, to be able to navigate corporate america it's a very pull up your bootstraps type of shit it's it's interesting to put it mildly (laughs) it's a very interesting book and i think it's fascinating because if you look at the history of how bob johnson became the bet founder bob johnson it was a white dude that gave the overwhelmingly amount of money for bob to get to so he didn't even do that shit for bet like yo this is but these motherfuckers that get that money, and all of a sudden, well, black folks, if you just worked hard and had great yeah, financial literacy, that's the reason why I'm successful. Is because I worked hard. I worked extremely hard. No, some white dude decided to give you some money because he knew in a couple of years you was going to double that shit by exploiting black people. Get the fuck out of here. I've always hated that narrative because it always makes it seem as though it's one thing over another. That if it's if you're not working hard, then that's the reason why you're not successful in life. And success is a compound of different elements to help you be successful. I I've never liked that, especially hearing that from black folks. It's like, yeah, you need to work hard, but you need to also have a break. You need to know the right people. You need to be in the right places. And all of those things play a role. It's not just okay. Well, because you showed up at your desk every single morning at 6 o'clock and you left at 6 p.m. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, think this shit, man. I think part of it also is this, this, this notion, well, I won't say notion, the narrative that we have in the community where we are not allowed the individual freedoms that white people have. 
right? Because all of our successes are tied to one another. And it's, I mean, historically, it's always been the case. And it was the case for a number of reasons. We know why we are this collective that we are. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, white people can say, nope, I did it all on my own and you black people need to do it all on your own too. Not knowing that it's this, those same elements. It's not just hard work and you being an individual that allowed you to be successful. Right? Anyway. All right, right about is that my nemesis over there making all that goddamn noise? Yeah, I know. She 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 just got shaved, so she's feeling special. Yeah, toss that motherfucker out the window. That's how old that's how old feels when he gets shaved too, so <laughs> <laughs> he, pur he purrs and meows the same. Hold up, hold up. It's, it's July first. When are we meeting again? July what? When are we when am I gonna see you? You go, man, you go fucking get it, motherfucker. Right about now is the time we like to give you little tidbits of news and words of wisdom to take with yourself into the week. So, Crush, what's up? Man, I'm I'm sure cats have heard about this by now, but I had to mention this. Apparently, uh Jordan Peele is coming out with a film uh called Karen. Nah, it's not Jordan Peele. I don't know if it's Jordan Peele. He's associated with it, but apparently nah, there's a trailer dude, going around. People compared the dude to Jordan Peele because okay. of the movie. All right, so, and the Jordan movie, Peele yeah. came out and was like, yeah, I don't nah, know. That ain't my yeah. shit. <laughs> nah, I mean, per, I, I mean, I mean, personally, I don't think, you know, the, you know personally, I'm, I'm I'm a little up to here with, you know, film, with movies like this, especially after the Amazon Prime joint with Den. You know, I kind of... I have kinda, not seen that yet, man. I, I keep trying to... I kind of... I mean, I kind of... I kind of hit to my, I kind of hit my limit right there, and you know, so just want to let you guys know that that apparently there's a movie called Karen coming out. It looks good. You know, yeah, I think you like the BET though, right? right perhaps BET plus, BET plus probably. I think so. BET plus. For right, thirty dollars right. a month, Rob Johnson's fingerprints is all over that shit. For thirty dollars a month, you can watch that shit. That's that's where your reparations is going. Yeah, right. BET plus <laughs> subscriptions for white people for free. Man. This 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 nigga L is ruthless. Go L, what's up? God damn. I just want to highlight a book that I'm reading, man, called Wake: The Hidden History of Women-Led Slave Results Revolts, mm. and it's actually for in graphic novel format, man. You know how much I, I love my graphs. Yeah, it's called I Wake: heard. The Hidden History of Women-Led Slave Revolts, bro. All black women, it's it's phenomenal. Something that me and my girls are actually reading, man. Uh, as we continue to empower them, so check it out. That's what's up, man. I can dig that. I can dig that. I hope. Um, you know what? I'm gonna do a search and I'm gonna put the link for that. Oh, I just in found the it in the description so that folks can grab that if they want to grab it. Um, I really don't have a what's up this week, man. I poured my soul at the beginning of the show. If you if you are not a patron, you probably didn't hear that uh, portion of the show. But so stop being cheap and shit and become yeah, a patron. Stop being cheap and cheap yeah, I'll just tell you guys, stay strong, hug your loved ones, and try to show some grace to both yourself and to those people around you, man. I know it's a process, but I know it's a process. Crush, where can people find you if they want to find you, man? Man, come check me out on Instagram at the Orange Crush with a K. Or at SP Methods, and uh, you know, come check us out in a couple of weeks up at uh, at BlurCon. Uh, chances are, I'll be out there with my machine too. Might, might hear a few beats. No doubt, that's what's up. That's what's up. L, where can people find you, man? 
Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, man, at Elgin Bailey. Uh, Instagram, I'm still on some fuck Facebook type shit. So, but you can find me there. I mean, you know. I will say that I did get some messages last week, the beginning of this week, mm-hmm. in response to our uh my rant in the last show about that anonymous letter we got and mm. I, some, folks, some folks were like yeah i mean we can understand it yeah there's some there's some fuck boys out there that always want to cause some trouble for mm. you guys but mm-hmm. you guys keep doing what you do so i i appreciate the positive words of reinforcement from you guys that came out and reached out and told us keep doing what we're doing so and if y'all motherfuckers ain't patreon keep the positive words <laughs> <laughs> How about that shit? This cat, this cat, yo. Keep your niceties, sir. Keep your niceties unless you drop it in the comments. And give me the bag. I know. And I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also check out past episodes of our show at www.intheblackpodcast.com. And of course, Come on over to the Patreon. We know you're picking up what we're putting down, man. So stop Please. being cheap and just do it. You know what I mean? Do that shit. But as always, uh, informed, intelligent in the black. In the black. You're in the black. black. Hairball? <laughs> oh, there's a... In the black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. Word. Bretrix, what up? I am Brett, I block up here, Bretrix. Listen. Uh. In the black podcast, that your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Yeah. switch fast if you ain't raw, then yeah. you're whack. Informed, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he, bro. Man, a specialist. Know what the podcast broadcast. Y'all mess with this. Like, said they my cheat. Who no do it so effortless? I listen to my I learn when them listen to my benefit Reporting current events Everything that is prevalent This is so exquisite A scientific experiment Giving you the news Not fused without evidence Telling you the truth Sentiments without embellishments Relax, these are the facts Bringing them to your residence In your house or your tenement Listen to hear intelligence Body filled with melanin Power that's so acetylene Bright in the stars Bringing some light Back to the desolate yeah. In the black podcast, and your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, the panther, pull up and watch. Black up in your chat, me can't flop. In the black podcast, and your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, we outlast. The whole of them can, none of them no can trust. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's how we are doing it, no big old. Yeah. Mr. In the black himself. What up, DJ Henry? It's your boy, Blackpink. I'm out.